It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy, with your hosts, Eric, Isaac, and Caleb. Listen in as they discuss the 2023 film, Godzilla Minus One. Uh, so welcome, ladies and gentlemen, those between affiliated. Uh, today, on the discussion, uh, at the Speakies, we are going to discuss our thoughts, our you know, brief thoughts, because we'll do a commentary of this eventually, uh, over the recently released Godzilla film. Uh, so here to discuss with us tonight is, well, obviously myself, Caleb, and Eric. Uh, Eric, what's your what are your initial thoughts on Godzilla Minus One? Well... This movie, I, I mean, I was aware it was coming and that it would be here, but I wasn't really paying attention to it, so I had no idea when it was actually going to release in the U.S., and honestly, I wouldn't have realized if Caleb hadn't brought up that he had seen it, and I thought, oh crap, I should probably see this, and right after that, I started noticing all the buzz everywhere and all these positive articles and things, and I was like, hmm, I don't know what to think about this and I saw it soon after and definitely even though I didn't know any spoilers or anything I didn't even know the setting of the movie or anything um, but just knowing all the positive hype out there I think it it hindered my first viewing because while I enjoyed it it definitely felt slow at times and I understood what they were doing with the human story and stories I completely got that part it just I felt weirdly impatient I guess as I was experiencing it for the first time where I just constantly felt like yes I get it I get it then what then what then what so while I did like it I definitely had to take more time to think about it later and so my opinion has evolved since I first saw it. Yeah, what would you say is your uh, best thing, worst thing for that this feature? Best thing is that certainly the human story, which is always an element of virtually every Godzilla movie, it's got to be just about the best that there's ever been in this series. And yes, there have been other good entries in terms of human story, but off the top of my head, this has to be the best one. Um, worst is that maybe because... I could easily say it's because it felt slow for me at times, but I don't think that's the best answer. I think something to do with when they have the Godzilla films where Godzilla is just straight evil without much nuance and I'm speaking generally I guess in those films or at least in this one it makes me feel much more detached to Godzilla as a character Godzilla could have just been a hurricane with a random name that was eventually going to hit mainland and so as much as I think it's a really great Godzilla movie overall and has great individual moments, I love the movie despite not being or not feeling very engaged with the actual Godzilla character, him or herself. Thank you for that. Eric, now on to you, Caleb. What are your initial you know, thoughts? Well, to start, I, I think it was very early this year that we did, I think it was Godzilla King of the Monsters, our commentary. 
and I I said I mentioned on the podcast that oh apparently there's this new Godzilla movie coming out this year that there's little information about I didn't even know if it was real uh, but even from the the tiny little like almost no information I was like okay I'm I'm getting super hyped already I can't help it the Reiwa era of Godzilla has been so different and unique and I've loved every entry so far so I, I could not wait for this and when they finally announced the title and announced the, re- the release date in Japan I was checking my Cineplex app like every single day every morning when I woke up I would check it okay when's Godzilla minus one being added here I was even commenting in reddit groups like hey has people contacted Cineplex what the fuck why is there no release date it's coming out in two weeks so I was I was getting uh, pissed off and I was there opening day to a packed theater in uh, the Metrotown Theater. For anyone who knows uh, uh, British Columbia, that's kind of a big, bigger theater, a, quite a popular one. And I know it well, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to yeah packed screening, and at the end, you could hear how excited people were by walking into the theater. And I felt the same way. I was completely exhilarated, loved every minute of it. And could not wait to see it again, which I did a week later, which Isaac was supposed to accompany, accompany me with, but uh, it didn't work out. Um, if I was to pick my best thing, I think, ooh, that's tough. There, there were so many good things. Yeah, I, I think I'll go with Eric as well. I, I think the fact that they, after so many Godzilla movies with very bland human characters, feeling like I finally got one where I was fully invested all the way through that I, I would have watched, even if Godzilla wasn't on it, I would have appreciated these characters. And that that's a absolute strength. Um, I don't think I have a worse thing currently. Um, I will say for, for Eric's comments about feeling that detachedness from, from Godzilla, what, what I liked is that they finally gave him the really scary element of, of Godzilla back. It's something that we really don't see very often. Uh, but when, he, when we just see his big head following that boat... That's a creepy bit. And some of the other bits, too, when he's just destroying the city. There's that kind of animalistic nature to him of just him being like, okay, all you guys, fuck you, get out of here. This is my territory now. And, yeah, just the the, the way that it seemed to, to take glee in the destruction I thought was uh, scary as well. So, so I, I really appreciated the Godzilla. While I did say what I said, and I agree with what Caleb just said as well, that being said, I will say, I guess another thing I kind of like about it is that, you know, this is a rare Godzilla-only type kaiju. And I know, um, uh... Shin? Shin. I know I did it too. But still, for this being just a Godzilla and no other kaiju in the movie movie, despite what I said earlier... I think it just worked really well, and I like that approach because it feels different now, even with Shin Godzilla existing. And so just having the focus on one particular kaiju, I think, was also another plus in a weird way. But how about you, Isaac? What's your initial thoughts for this one? Caleb, this movie made me feel like I watched the antithesis and or the opposite movie of Shin Godzilla with uh, a bunch of hmm. ideas from uh, Godzilla Planet of the Monsters. I, I'm flipping my sign. I don't give a rip. I'm feeling this movie. Oh, man, this movie was awesome. <laughs> my initial thoughts are they brought back the anger, the rage, the vengeance, just the sheer like wrath hmm. of, of Godzilla and showed him in all his like madness. And anger, like he is a vengeful god. He is angry, being you know mutated and irradiated by the atomic bombs. Every time he regenerates, he you know, gets angry for the spoilers. By the way, sorry, gotta make this. Yeah, clear. we'll have full spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but initially, yeah, okay. But initially, you know, this there there was there was much debate. There was whole speculation since Shin Godzilla over you know, will Hideaki Anno, the director of that film, was he going to make a sequel? Is are we gonna have a whole new, you know, uh move a whole series of movies based off of his work from that? And we did. And didn't. 
for you see the sequel to Shin Godzilla was Shin Ultraman, and then after that, <laughs> Shin Kamen Rider. And I'm I'm, I'm kicking yeah. myself for not seeing Shin Kamen Rider in theaters, but thankfully are, I saw. By the way, are those connected in some kind of way, or is it just connected by theme? Yes and no. Okay, okay, okay. Theme. That's how they're connected. Theme and some of the people behind the production and some of the actors as well. Yeah. Okay. Basically. Okay. Okay. I got it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in name only. But uh, so no, we I, that was the the big question for years was will Shin Godzilla be get a sequel because you know at the end of the film just like this one uh, end of that film there was pl- plausibility that you know humans didn't ex- while they did you know at least stop Godzilla um, there was a little bit of like oh did we because the ending almost implied there you know had they not you know froze him in carbonite. Uh, it would have, you know, there could have been more. But, anyways, so, you know, for, for years we didn't know what was happening, but we got other stuff. We at least got stuff in the interim. Uh, that being, uh, what was it? Um, Godzilla Singular Point, we got that. Oh, really like Singular Point, by the way. But keep going. We got, uh, obviously, the. You know the the American versions of the MonsterVerse. We we have uh, a bit of that, and of course we also in between the time we got the Godzilla Earth trilogy, which you and I are probably the only fans of and the biggest fans of as well. So <laughs> yeah, like you said, the Rarewa era is like let's keep going. Like let's let's not lose steam. Let's like you know let's let's keep going. Let's like you know maybe this is this is what we need. This is what we need. Where it's we need to you know. Uh, spread the release dates. Good grief! I could, you know, point to a several American studios and say, "Hey, do the same thing." But anyway, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, I don't care about release date space. I just care about don't release a thing and don't start making it unless it seems like quality ahead of time. I agree a hundred percent. But you have an idea? Let's hear it. No, um, I was gonna say, you know, when I first saw Shin Godzilla. I thought, oh, this is really nice. It, you know, it's effectively like another reboot of sorts. You know, taking the original premise to a degree and just updating it for modern times. And I thought, oh, this is a good move. And I really like this movie. And I really hope they continue with this um, this, this version of the world. And, and that we stay and play in this world and see how it goes. And that seemed like the most logical thing in the world to me after Shin Godzilla. So when I had first heard that, oh no, they're sort of doing an, another soft reboot on the heels of the previous live action one, that definitely added to my lack of anticipation for this particular movie. Um, now, having seen the movie, one thing that definitely surprised me about Minus One is that just for me, as much as I loved Shin Godzilla and kind of thought it was just about the best modern Japanese Godzilla movie for ages, I actually like Minus One even better. Um, and so now in retrospect, I think, okay, good move. I didn't see this coming, but for my taste, if I had to choose one, I would choose Minus One. And... Even though that made sense to me, like that's a, a nice way. Like, like if Shin Godzilla was considered like a big anniversary Godzilla film, you know, it made sense to me to do this reboot type version. But this being a potential prequel to the original Godzilla storyline, I actually think is a better idea to mark an anniversary for the franchise. So yeah, I, I'm very surprised. Well, but Isaac, uh, keep going. Uh, happy 70th anniversary, or birthday, uh, Godzilla. Forgot to mention that. Yeah, but keep going with your initial thoughts. Right, sorry. So, you know, we, we hadn't we had heard nothing at all. And then finally, um, we get confirmation of something happening. You know, Hideaki Anno leaves the project. So, like, okay, fair enough. Not on amicable terms, as far as I heard. I, I could do could be incorrect with my research, but as far as I'm aware, there's amicable terms. He's just like, yep. I want to keep going in this. I'm going to do other stuff. And the studio's like, very well. So they bowed out. But again, amicable as far as I'm aware. And so finally, I think either this year or maybe last year, we got hints of, you know, we're going to release a movie because it's the 70th anniversary. It's like, okay, where are we going with this? And. Uh, it was minus one. 
What does that mean? I don't know what it means in Japan. I Obviously, there's, there's going to be a reason behind that. But when I saw the trailers, I was like, oh, we're going 60s. Oh, we're doing a sequel to 54, aren't we? And we, were not, we, we didn't do that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, where are we going with this? Uh, but I was very happy to see period pieces. Oh, boy. Um, those are those are definitely a thing now. I can think of several franchises that could do with uh, you know certain period pieces. Anyways. Uh, best thing, worst thing. This is the... Similar to Aliens uh, with the Alien script. Now, maybe not the same thing, but... Uh, instead of how that was all about the government side of uh, how you would handle a disaster, like how the government would handle a Godzilla disaster, this time it's literally like the boots on the ground civilians and how they would handle a uh, an encounter with Godzilla and with a obviously central protagonist and having you know some vengeance with him. So and and a lot of stuff to boot. So that's my that's my positive. That's my that's my best thing about it. It's it's very similar. I'll say this to uh, Shin Godzilla, but it looked differently, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, worst thing, at least what I could figure out, it was I think the plan that they come up with, brilliant. But I wonder if it was a little too quick. I wonder if it was just a bit too like okay, they came up with it because I was literally I'm trying to figure out like. What if there are problems with this film? And that's the only thing I can figure out so far is that they come with a solution and a countermeasure to dealing with Godzilla, I think, a little too quickly. Unless I'm need to see it again, because it's like, I feel like they they come up with this plan a little too quick. Um, but anyways, that's, that's it for me for now. Let's open up to general discussions. So, uh, Caleb, how do, where do you want to go with this? Where, how do you want to start this off? Uh, well, I guess I'll repeat some of the stuff that I mentioned with early, earlier with to uh, just to Eric when Isaac wasn't here. Me and Eric discussed this a little bit. Um, and I was saying, because I've been doing this Akura, uh, Kurosawa retrospective, it was kind of like th- this movie was making me think of if, if Kurosawa was alive today and if he was making a Godzilla movie with the kind of sensibilities that he used to have, and especially in the, uh, the po- post-World War II era, this very much feels like something that he would like to a story that he would like to discuss because his movies uh, they always tried to pick or at least a lot of them tried to pick characters that were very low on the economic rung especially in his uh, post-world war ii kind of immediately afterwards the first like five years after that it was a lot about dealing with the the way that the culture was shaped by it especially for poor folks and he also very much loved to any chance he gets to take his knocks at the japanese government and you, you could definitely uh, feel that in this movie as well. Some some clear anger. And yeah, d- just some of the sensibilities in terms of the drama as well was making me think of some of his films. So so I, I appreciated that. It's funny, as you were explaining that now about the similarities to Kurosawa's works, it's funny, as I was listening to that, you were making me think that it's almost like Andor is like a Kurosawa Star Wars story or something um, because I almost felt like you were describing Andor and, and how it fused the Star Wars universe um, but as I previously responded to what you just said <laughs> the vibe I got watching Minus One was you know even if you take the titular Godzilla character off the table and just focus on the human story being told it very much felt to me like a period anime film that is just like a melodrama um, focused on a, a small set of human characters. And so I felt like I was watching that type of anime film, but just in live action form. So, yeah, that's the strong vibe I got from the movie. <laughs> So this is the closest thing we ever get to Parker Rosso fighting Godzilla. Let's go. <laughs> Still haven't watched that movie, but one day. Except without any humor. <laughs> Highly recommended for me. Well, I think there's... Yeah, there's there's some humor, but yeah. Not, not. But go ahead, Isaac. Sorry, I think I cut you off. No, 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 you're, you're, you're all good. Uh, where do you want to go next, sir? Any, where, where else do, would you like to explore? I know I said this, we'll keep this brief. Cause... How about you? Oh, good grief. Um, the characters, boy. Um, I I like them, but again, I'm trying to find 
I gotta find plot holes. I gotta find you know what what's wrong here <laughs> uh, with the with these characters. I well one uh, I love the fact maybe not with characters but one we get Zilla. Like, can you believe that? Uh? Like for the seventieth anniversary, we actually got Zilla. I don't know what this means. Was there an iguana or something? Well, at the beginning, like, well, well, he's kind of big, but you know, he's like you know maybe a bit, a bit bigger than Tyrannosaurus Rex. But we got Zilla on Oda, Oda Island, or Odo Island, excuse me. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> Okay, even though they call him Godzilla in, like, the... They, they stick to the roots, obviously, of, like, yeah. He's a sea creature, or he's a, a monster from the deep uh, on Odo Island. But I'm like, oh, wow, we did, like, the dinosaur thing. Like, we actually did, like... Because he doesn't, like, it's him in his, like, prim- not primordial, but his, like, base form. If we're talking Pokemon here, it's like his... And then he evolves from radiation into Godzilla. Oh, I guess I didn't really notice that. Yeah, but that's more the the traditional Toho way. I think with Zilla in particular, wasn't he an iguana that mutated and turned into? Yes, he was a Zilla, he was an iguana. But I was just saying, like, oh, I guess yeah. in this version, this is what Zilla looks like. But okay, no, because then he's not God yet. He's just Zilla. Okay. Yeah, he's just this, yeah, this being that existed there, and then yeah, he becomes the embodiment of rage in response to exactly. being mutated by the the bomb testing. Oh, okay. I see what you guys are saying now. I did not pick this up when I on first. Oh no! Like you have to put a tin. You have to have a tinfoil hat to understand what I'm saying. No, it's it's there. It's there in the. No, phone. yeah, I get it. I get it. I just wasn't. I wasn't. I guess my brain wasn't engaged. And I don't know if we've done that before, Caleb. Have we done the? Because I mean, we've changed again. Doesn't not every Godzilla film is connected to each other? But like, have we done the like the original like you know dinosaur version yet? Well, I guess we have, but like, you know, have we have we kind of seen that before? In what we've covered so far, no. But you definitely okay. see that. Yeah, that that's a part of the origin of of Godzilla. Okay, going back. So that is in there. Okay, yeah, fair enough. And hey, by this point, we haven't actually like you know talked about. We haven't gotten fifty four yet, so. Yeah, but we've never seen the, or at least uh, yeah, so far we've never seen what the original being was before he became the irradiated uh, nightmare. That is Godzilla. So that was really cool, and I love the the fact that it started with that, and it started in such a intense way, with just first seeing the little uh, undersea creatures that he brings up with him when he comes to the surface, and then that brutal killing of all those guys. Uh, if you guys are following the Godzilla uh, fandom, there was a lot of people out there that were in a complete uproar. They were outraged that this movie wasn't going to be rated R. They were like, oh, we need a intense... A gory Godzilla movie, why aren't they ever going to give it to us? And of course, most of them shut up after it actually came out because the intensity <laughs> was still there. <laughs> but oh, yeah. certainly. Yeah, so so I think that was a great way to start. And having a, a failed kamikaze pilot as the, the lead, I think, is also really interesting and very specific to Japanese uh, type of character. 100%. A Japanese uh, side of the war, I should say. So, Agreed. Now, for me, I did not expect the super happy ending or way to round out the story um at one point i thought yes they would defeat godzilla but all our primaries would expire you know by the end of the movie um Mm. and then we have like the first fake out for like the first happy ending and then of course we have the second and I almost felt like the second one was jumping the shark after you had the first one. But I'm not upset. I'm not upset about it now or anything. It just okay. I mean, it's fine. I just did not see that coming. Now, do you mean in terms of the first first one being the the girl still being alive, the the potential wife and then us seeing those little tendrils on her neck? And then seeing the floating Godzilla thing, is that what you mean with the two? No. No, no. You mean the ejector seat. The ejector seat was the first one, and then the girl surviving was Mm. the second one. And speaking of the regeneration, I'm all while it doesn't bother me in terms of the overall movie, I don't know that I like the regeneration aspect as depicted in the movie for Godzilla. My instinct is 
I would have rather just with the previous attempts to kill Godzilla that they just weren't really that effective um, and didn't harm him that much until until the final solution. Um, I don't know. I maybe it's just me. Uh, the the regeneration thing just feels a little bit too OP, and it feels a little bit like like in the Friday the Thirteenth series, like when Jason almost becomes like supernatural. Um, and yeah, so it, that's a little thing that bothers me, but it doesn't hurt like the overall movie. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily bother me. I mean, I just think about if you like the guy is such a colossal giant being like it, it makes sense that his healing may be faster than ours or at least that's that's it, it somehow makes sense in my mind and especially because he's irradiated or yeah the way it works though like so quickly like wolverine or deadpool that's like the part that's too much for me like if he could like well yeah if he could just like go rest and then like slowly heal up or something but just to make it appear almost like magic that's almost too much for me yeah where's the where's the mask coming from i get that but i'm also trying to figure out a metaphor to counter your argument of like well given that he is the representation of nuclear armaments uh so long as armaments exist godzilla will himself continue to exist ergo you can't get he cannot be killed and i see what you're saying and I don't know if they have any intention to do this, but let's pretend they continue to play in this universe or this version of the Godzilla world. Like, how could this even work? Like, when Godzilla faced foes in the future or potentially other kaiju, it's just such an OP ability. Like, you know, you would never think he was going to lose if he was facing off with another kaiju. Or... To counter that, the kaiju, it's the, the opponent would have to some have some other ridiculous OP power, and that's just like a slippery slope. Again, I don't even know if they're even going to do that. I mean, play in this universe again, but I'm just saying. Oh, they are. Uh, probably not, but yeah, of course. But oh, oh okay, <laughs> interesting. But like, if they if they are, uh, well, that's that's where escalation comes into effect. Yeah, this movie's been such a gigantic success for Toho. Completely unexpected, gigantic success. That they have already started, uh, yeah, talks for the sequel. Oh no! Don't do it. no 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 no. Let it rest. Is it going to be minus two or plus one? I don't know. Again, I'm not too worried. I think that Toho has been very careful and are trying to protect their brand uh, this time around. Good. So I, I'm not. Uh, this doesn't feel like the the Millennium Era, the Heisei Era, where they were just pumping out a new one every year. I mean, in a way, they have put out something new just about every year since 2016, just with the anime and the the TV stuff as well. That's true. This is this is true. No, that's that's correct. However, yes, they've been smart with that. Yeah, it's funny that you point that out because it doesn't feel like there's been something every year, but yeah, it's weird. There were uh, to add to what Eric had said. There are actually two things that I would have gone for my worst thing. Worst category, excuse me, uh, which is the <laughs> coincidence of the male and female protagonist uh, interacting uh, once Godzilla attacks the city, where you know he just happens to find her uh, mysteriously, and then when the Independence Day uh, scene happens um, with her pushing him into a building, um, and then the ending resolves with her showing up in the hospital i'm like okay all right i don't know if i agree with this <laughs> but i still like it a lot but i definitely can see this being like all right you're really like you know stretching the like making this thing like feel you know a little bit like out there but okay i'll give it to you guys while the coincidence of them meeting up in the city that didn't bother me at all that's just like movie convention or something but the part of pushing him into the alley and then her getting blown away that did bother me just because the way it's depicted i'm just like why didn't she just go with him like why didn't she just tackle him into the alley why did she push him and just stand it so that bothered me again not enough to bother my overall enjoyment 
But I was definitely stuck on that for a while. Like, really? Really? Or could there have been a better way to make it where he gets saved and she doesn't? If somehow that could be fixed, I, I would definitely be in favor of that adjustment. Hey, uh, James Cameron, can you uh, come over here with your scientists to you know debunk the whole, oh, could... Jack can oh fit on that oh board with uh, with with Rose uh, at the end of Titanic. We're gonna need you to come in here and say uh, there wasn't enough time for either of them to react. He was like stupefied over the fact that he saw you know Godzilla in his what? you know Titan- gargantuan form. So it's like, nah, there's there's no way he was frozen. And she was like, oh, f- uh, fight or while fight. that Titanic ending can't be bothersome, I would still take that over that particular alley scene in, in minus one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, switching gears to a conversation that me and Eric were already having, yeah, before Isaac showed up again. Um, another thing that just captured me, and especially in the second viewing, I just was so impressed by is the soundtrack for this, or the the score, I should say. Um, the score before the original themes come in, I think was was pretty good all around, but yeah, just the the way that they put so much power into those old themes and even kind of extended them a little bit added some new sides to them I thought all that was was just so so fulfilling <laughs> just so well done I agree yeah and you know I did like the score for Shin Godzilla a lot and it's notable because it doesn't just have the original callbacks but it also has a very interesting like original score I say original even though it it evokes Evangelion quite a lot, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, Same composer. <laughs> but I had also said to Caleb earlier that back when King of Monsters came out and it had a lot of callback sonic references to the original theme, I thought at the time that was one of the coolest Godzilla scores ever, and I used to listen to it a lot um, at the time of that movie. And certainly hearing the original score in this were like the key actually I should have said those were my favorite that was my favorite thing about the movie it was just hearing um the original score when it made itself known in the movie and after I listened to the new soundtrack or score I went back to that King of Monsters and while I still like the King of Monsters one I just think the minus one version is even superior and I didn't even know how to explain it to Caleb then. I'm still unsure. But there's something about the minus one version versus King of Godzilla. I can't explain why it sounds more like it was done by an Eastern Eastern composer. Whereas the God, the King of Monsters definitely sounds... Even though it has the callback to the original theme. It still feels like a Western Hollywood production, sonically speaking. And I can't put my finger on it. Maybe it's because the minus one version sounds so much more raw and I guess guttural, you could say. Um, but yeah, it is it is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and the, the the parts where it comes in, both of them I feel are. I think the first time we hear it is after we see the atomic blast in the city, which by the way we definitely have to talk about his new atomic blast, which I think is just incredible. Yeah, and it had that kind of haunting emotional quality. And then the triumphant bits in the end, when all the the plans finally being enacted. Uh, some of that is also just, yeah, it packs such a great emotional punch. And it, again, just highlights how incredible that original score was, that all these years later, it still can fit so perfectly with uh, in the modern times. It's, it's just such a great piece of music. And it amazes me, just the original score the the callback that we get time and time again it amazes me how simple it is yet it's just so perfect at the same time and and honestly you know the most of it just repeats over and over but it's it's still Mm -hmm. somehow perfect you know it's almost like the jaws theme is so basic but yet so iconic and i actually like the godzilla one actually much more than jaws now but also, it's in, it's interesting to me because with other iconic themes, like, let's say, the original Doctor Who theme from the 60s, or, like, the original Bond theme from the 60s, hmm. and, of course, they were good out the gate, 
But when you have a modern version of Who or James Bond, they always have to jazz it up in some kind of way to make it more modern. Um, and then you go back to the original and it just sounds weirdly basic. But somehow, the Godzilla theme, just leave it. Just leave it. Don't even mess with it. Don't jazz it up. Don't add strange instruments or instrumentation. It's just like, and again, that's part of why I like the minus one, one over the King of Monsters. Because it, it just feels so pure. It's updated, certainly. But it's it's so pure to the original, and it just works best that way. Okay, so where is I going with this? Uh, okay, so we'll let's do the atomic blast. So, oh. Caleb, prior prior to uh, minus one, and this is not in regards to you know, our monster monster mash series. In all the Godzilla media you have absorbed, and or any media that has Godzilla in it, sorry, I gotta make that clear. Has the atomic breath ever been depicted as being... Obviously, Godzilla himself is analogous to the atomic bomb. But has the atomic breath ever been able to produce the mushroom cloud? No. I think that they're always nervous to go too close to that kind of imagery. Uh, but, no, it's never been like this. And it it is really something, especially on a, a gigantic screen. Uh, the first time I saw it was was a huge screen. The second time I saw it was slightly smaller, but that huge screen it just completely like fills my field of vision. It it was really really something. I am curious because I know there was IMAX screenings. Yeah. That I did not see, but I am curious if it was just regular IMAX, meaning they just literally enlarged um, the image, or I wonder if it was like how Western made for IMAX films, if it actually expands the ratio. I do not know, but I'm very curious. And if they do, in fact, expand the ratio and give you more visual content, then I'm super depressed that I did not see the IMAX version. But I don't know if that's the case or not. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost went to go see an IMAX for a third time, but I just my time didn't work out. Maybe if it sticks around a little bit longer, I'll get the chance to see it, but I'm not sure. Well, I saw it. And boy, was I haunted. I think just seeing that, I went, wow. Yeah. Like, they went there. Yeah, it's kind of a sit back and, yeah, be in awe of it. Like, wow, yeah, that that really is feels very poignant. Especially the image when we see Godzilla just kind of staring up at the mushroom cloud, just looking at his, his own devastation. That That, I thought, was a really powerful image. Yeah, <laughs> leaving his mark, would you say? Yeah, and that whole city dis- destruction of, uh, I think it's like the Ginza district or something like that, whatever that sequence was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, boy, he, what a what a bastard. He, he did seem like he was really enjoying the terror. And they did a good job highlighting the on-the-ground feel without it being so much on the ground that we don't actually get the kind of god scope. Because sometimes I have that with Godzilla 2014. Like, I appreciate the low, the kind of on-the-ground perspective. But at times, I feel like it takes away from the grandiose quality of Godzilla a bit in that movie. I see where you're coming from. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll just use this next part to segue into what Eric mentioned. So, you know, oh, it got me what thinking just now. Like, okay, so he, he you know, uses the mushroom cloud to kind of um, dictate his territory, mark his territory, if you say that. But the mushroom cloud reminded me of another mark that a certain antagonist in another series... Um, would leave after they were defeated, although this is not in defeat, of course. Uh, that would be, uh, and just, I guess, to you know, go back to it, but, uh, well, this this movie made me feel like it was way more Evangelion than the last film was, regardless of any shout-outs or whatnot, because we have a kamikaze pilot who ran away. Arc words in Evangelion. Uh, and then at the end... There's probably other things I'll point out when we do the commentary. The other thing is we have a woman in the end bandaged with, you know, something around her eye. I swear, somebody was like... <laughs> Hideaki Yono was on set somewhere just being like, okay, here's what you gotta do here. You gotta like, add this and that. Was the bandaged eye, was that the one that was like a loose reference to the original Godzilla or was it a different character? Uh, it probably was uh, in the original Gods of 54. I was, uh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, Sarazawa had a 
eye patch, but I mean, yeah. the eye patches are cool. Um, I guess there were well, I mean, there were people who were injured in '54. Yeah, no, the, I think it was um, the scientist or someone like had the, lost the same eye as someone in um, minus one, but I wasn't sure if it was a male or female character. Uh, well, I think it was Sarazawa who had the who yeah, had the, the eye patch. patch but... Yeah, it was probably that one. Well, either way, yeah, that was just uh, yeah, and I just, I just had to get that out there. I'll probably mention you know other stuff about Evangelion in the commentary. Like I said, I love the diesel tech on display. Oh boy, this is like it's not full on like you know first adventure, but man, I was like, oh man, we got diesel tech going on here. It made me be like, all right, I want to. This is obviously you know. Also, I, I don't want to see this, but now I want to write a fan fiction where Iron Giant uh, fights uh, Godzilla. That'd be pretty cool. Be a cool comic. And I know it's been done in that other series. I can't think of the name of um, uh, the other kaiju series, but certainly I would like to see Godzilla appear like in other historical periods or like the samurai period, like that other series. I can't think of the name of. Oh, Daimajin. Yes, I have no idea how they would deal with Godzilla because you can almost do nothing um, in those like in historical periods that far back. But I've definitely been open to it if they can just figure out how to make it make sense in terms of dealing with Godzilla. Because um, we've also obviously seen futuristic settings for Godzilla, but yeah, and I guess removing they'd have to remove the nuclear element, and that would. Uh give it a different vibe oh yeah that's true that's true that's very true i didn't even think about that i guess it could be that monster that we see at the beginning of it that attacks that island yeah yeah <laughs> it's a small godzilla yeah that is exactly what i was thinking where i'm like all right so this movie means that we're going to either get a if we went further back we're going to get either like journey to the center of the earth where we're gonna like see godzilla from Lost World appear, or we're gonna do what? Um, uh, oh, what the hell was? Uh, Bokau or um, whatever Tony Jaw's trilogy is. The third one is where, like, allegedly it's Caveman Tony uh, Jaw. Ombak. So it's like we're gonna get like Ombak. Thank you. We're gonna get Ombak, but we're gonna have uh, it be like prehistoric era or something like that, or later on in like ancient Japan where Odo Island is. And we're gonna see like the last Godzilla, and that'll like that'll be at the, the end of the film, and that's that's where we'll go into fifty four. Yeah, and now that we're just spitballing, I would like to see something that's not Godzilla related, um, but just like a, a different kaiju series where it's like Apocalypto meets some type of Mesoamerica um, kaiju that somehow reflects their culture. Um, I would watch that movie in a hot second. Yeah, that could definitely be cool. And you could do a whole Egyptian one and like a whole bunch of other things and <laughs> I would just be all in. Yeah, I'm always waiting for the Kaiju Revolution where they just start making a, a fuck ton of these movies. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like it's ever going to happen. If, if you, Especially in the West, it just seems like you got Pacific Rim and, and that's kind of it in modern times anyway. Yeah, and I guess the, the, the Godzilla movies in general have been doing pretty well for them. So, Yeah, but again, I mean, that's obviously the same studios working in collaboration. Like, yeah. why, about, why not another studio take a stab at the genre? Yeah, and I always highlight the host, South Korean, uh, pretty cool little monster flick. Highly recommend. Oh, yeah. One of these days. One of these days. <laughs> not that host. The, the other one. Yeah, the, the Bong Joon-ho, the host. I think that's the one I'm thinking of, but... <laughs> uh, but just due to uh, time, I guess we'll probably start to wind it down here. I, uh, we'll, we'll do our commentary eventually whenever it shows up on the, the randomizer. Although who knows how long it's going to take for it to pop up on physical media. So it'll probably be like a year before I finally add it. I hope it's not too long. You think it'll be that long for physical media? Hopefully not. I remember Shin Godzilla took like, I don't know, like eight or nine months it felt like. It did, but it was so different, though, especially because yeah, it was, I think, in the U.S. released via Funimation at the time. Um, Sounds right. Yeah. But obviously, 
like Funimation and um, which of course is was absorbed into Crunchyroll. While they still do that, I think a bit with the animated films or anime films. I don't, I don't think that's the way it's gonna be going forward with like live action stuff. I, that's based on nothing but just my <laughs> educated gut guess. Yeah, and I think with Shin Godzilla because they gave it such a limited release, I think Toho was still like. Well, Americans have their Godzilla stuff. But they don't. We don't know if they're interested in watching something subtitled. So I think that they weren't really putting that much investment. But now that they see that the interest is there, they might try to push this out sooner. Hopefully we get a 4K disc as well. It would be nice. Yeah, and I can't remember which prominent YouTube review channel made like some really good points about what you were what you're saying like how Toho wasn't expecting this type of reaction so it wasn't really heavily marketed in the west or anything like that and whoever this reviewer was was saying my gosh if they knew what they had on their hands and they had given it a proper release like western release right out the gate who knows what it could have done in terms of um box office yeah and it's nice that it's still maintaining they keep at least for a while they're expanding i think that they finally retracted now a little bit but there's still tons of screenings in our area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually was surprised by the the expansion because I didn't necessarily see that coming, despite all the positive buzz. Uh, but yeah, I guess rounding out to some final uh, final thoughts for at least this discussion. Eventually, yeah, we'll get to the commentary. But but for now, um, Isaac, would you like to start with the final thoughts for us? My final thoughts uh, on this this discussion uh, is: please go if you get a chance wherever you are. Uh, if you have the means and you got some free time, I highly, highly recommend you go watch Minus One. Maybe keep that with a grain of salt, but oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely feeling this one. I, I cannot help but you know, gush over this. But I'll, I'll leave it for now and say I definitely want to see it again and cannot wait uh, for this to come out on home release to purchase this. Uh, Eric, what are your final thoughts just for this discussion? Yeah, I, I don't know why for me it definitely took a lot more reflection after the fact for me to get on the same page as everyone else. I don't know, maybe it was just me. I don't know. But it definitely took me that to realize what everybody else seemed to realize right out the gate. And I don't just mean you guys, but I mean like everybody it seems out there. But I have had some time to sit and think about it. And yeah, I'm along with everybody else more or less. Yep, and I, I hope I get a chance to see it again before it leaves the theater. I, uh, there, there's been a lot of really great Godzilla stuff coming out in the past few years, and this just feels like, a, in a way, like a culmination. Like, it's finally something that's really, really good, and the mainstream is realizing how good it is. Because I love Shin Godzilla, but I feel like that was more more niche. Maybe it was because of limited release, or, or maybe it was just the style of it is very japanese and i think could be overwhelming to yes american yes. audiences you know, I, you know yeah i think even though this is also a very japanese tale i think it has more universal appeal um just in the human yeah. story whereas absolutely you're right i mean shin godzilla as enjoyable as it is you you sort of have to be if you're in a west if you're a westerner you sort of have to be like a g fan going in not a casual fan to like really fully appreciate it yeah and i even seen people i don't know if this is i don't know what if this is going to happen but i've seen people saying that there's like potentially going to be oscar buzz with this i don't know about that but i i definitely appreciate seeing godzilla reach a bigger audience again i could see that as potential for best foreign film or possibly in some of the technical categories like sound Mm. But I don't. I would. I couldn't imagine anything beyond that, uh, as far as Oscar nominations are concerned. Um, and also, another final thought I wanted to chime in on. I know it's probably too late for the next Legendary Pictures Godzilla MonsterVerse entry, but in the future, at some point on the American side, I'm not saying try to duplicate this movie in any way. Minus one. But I would be very happy if they could learn some lessons on the storytelling and human story development from Minus One and somehow incorporate that into future MonsterVerse movies. Um, 
because as much as I have enjoyed the MonsterVerse films, I always just look at them like nice popcorn films for the most part, especially the more yep. recent ones. And that's fun and that's great, but I would like to have a Western MonsterVerse film where it actually has gravitas in some type of way to be taken more seriously. And that would be really fantastic if somehow someone could pull that off. Some meat to chew on the bone. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll discuss that with uh, Godzilla 2014 because you could tell that Gareth Edwards was reaching for some of that. I agree. I feel like there's a number of reasons why it didn't get there, at least for me. But I did see that he put out a tweet saying that after he saw this, he was jealous that he didn't make a movie as grand and as great as this. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, that that totally makes sense to me. So I thought that was nice of him. <laughs> I hope that Legendary Pictures gives him the keys and a chance to make that film again. I just hope it. But but thank you guys for joining us, for joining uh, me for this little uh, yeah, little brief discussion. And can't wait to get jump into more more Godzilla stuff. It's been a little while. This year has been a little sparse. So I'm hoping next year we can cover some more, more frequently. Here, here. Uh, but Isaac, would you like to uh, round us out here, take us home? Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, between and affiliated, to listening to us ramble on and gush about good old King G minus one. Again, I should. I, I did no uh, research on this because I wanted to talk with these two fine gentlemen about it. Because again, I, I wanted nothing about it other than how it was doing. I assumed it was like a box office failure, and it was you know. Uh, pan critically, but turns out no, oh, it's wow. actually like you know, I turns <laughs> turns out this was actually uh, a positive. It's a plus one instead of a minus one, so isn't that good? Put a thumbs up there to that. And we didn't even talk about like how low the budget was, um, and how it, yeah, and how it disgraces so many ridiculous budget western films of the last five years. Uh, For once. I'm going to cut you off on that, and see, even though I would use that as fuel to, uh, you know, I guess get <laughs> oh, no. burning hatred out, I'm not. Let's end this for now by saying please go watch this film, and until next time, peace.